Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, we are almost through our first week of taking a closer look at this idea of why bad things happen to good people and whether there is such a thing as good people. We're working our way through a passage in Leviticus 18 and we're comparing our modern day practices and morality and ethics to it to really see how much more advanced and civilized we've become since the Bible was written. So in Leviticus 18.22, it reads, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Now this is a passage that, frankly, gets a lot of flack because it is taken completely out of its context, which is the rest of Leviticus 18, which is the Hebrew culture, and even the ancient Near Eastern culture and time in which this was written. Uh, We've had discussions on this in previous seasons of Fruit Snacks, and I would encourage you for a much more in-depth look at that topic to go ahead and uh, find those episodes because we're going to, those episodes have fully, I think, addressed the issue of how we should look at a passage like Leviticus 18.22. I would just suggest, though, if we look at that and go, okay, in their time and culture, what was considered pretty outrageous was uh, homosexual behavior. I would just say, let's look at our own culture here for a second. I think we're a little past that, wouldn't you say? I mean, homosexuality is is actually passe at this point. It's almost boring. No one even talks about it because it's just it's just so normative at this point that uh, our culture has moved on to much more provocative things. Uh, homosexuality is just not even a conversation, frankly. We've gone in a considerably darker direction as a culture. And this is not anything that was, frankly, different for Canaanite culture, um, but we are in areas now where legitimate conversation is being had about things like pedophilia and normalizing uh, pedophilia as somehow okay. The topic of bestiality now comes up with an alarming uh, amount of frequency, And we also need to discuss what has culturally been a hot button topic for the last several years, which is the trans community. Now, this is where things get a little bit, a little bit uncomfortable for the LGBTQ community because what we have found uh, over the last several years as the T has grown to much more prominence is that the G and the L are not necessarily on the same page with the T. And part of that, in a very big way, has to do with that those who are uh, homosexual, uh, gays and lesbians, 
have taken traditionally a uh, an approach toward their sexuality that would say that they are born this way, that they are attracted to who they're attracted to, and that it is in some way, shape, or form, it's biological. It, it is to a certain extent hardwired into who who they are. And so it is from, again, their perspective, it is right to identify or to 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 discuss their very identity in terms of who they are sexually attracted to. Now the the T, the the trans community has pushed a narrative that is directly contradictory to this idea. This whole notion from the trans community is that not only are you not born this way, that you can be born the wrong way and that it has actually nothing to do with how you're born that your sexual attraction is not innate, your gender identity is not innate. Heck, there's not even any innate thing at, such as a man or a woman, that all those terms are, they're socially constructed, they're, they're fluid, we assign them meaning, they don't have any objective meaning in and of themselves, as if there are no obvious biological differences between males and females, which there are. But... As I said, we go back to this verse in Leviticus 18.22 and we read it and we go, man, it, that, was, that was what they were dealing with. We are so much further past that. Um, you're liable to get whiplash from how quickly we've moved culturally past that uh, as a discussion point. And it's so far in the rearview mirror now, it's, it's hardly worth a discussion. But as I said, there are other things that are on the table now. Uh, and one is mentioned in Leviticus 18.23, which says, You shall not lie with any animal, and so make yourself unclean with it. Neither shall any woman give herself to an animal to lie with it. It is perversion. Now, surely, as a culture, we would not be legitimately entertaining the idea of, of legitimizing bestiality, would we? I want to read you a user review on IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, for a movie that came out years ago now called Zoo. And here is what the IMDb summary, so the official plot summary of the movie reads. It says, A look at the life of an Enumclaw Washington man who died as a result of an unusual encounter with a horse. Now, that doesn't tell you much, but it certainly doesn't give you any, any ideas about what the movie's actually about. Here's what a user review of the movie says. So a real person who watched it, and they said, as a direct reply to the IMDb summary, it's not a look in the life of a man who died. It's a story about men who met on a regular basis to have intimate relations with horses. And the man in question actually died because uh, he suffered a catastrophic injury, um, internal injury, during this encounter, uh, a sexual encounter with a horse, and uh, ruptured some internal organs and he died. Now, I don't know really what else to say other than just that documentaries have been made about this stuff and it's a conversation that is just very much part of our culture and the documentary by the way takes a very favorable look it, it tries to soften and humanize and, and get you to sympathize with these men rather than taking a, a more 
I think, stark look at what they're doing and saying, these men need help because they are just, they either need serious counseling or they need to be locked up or maybe both. Um, I think most people would respond that way, but our culture is shifting to where this is okay. And again, if we look back at Canaanite culture, this was absolutely a part of their culture too. There's nothing that we do now that is any worse than what the Canaanites did, but we're not any better. We're still doing the same things. Now, when we kick things off next week, we're going to shift into a somewhat lengthy topic about the shedding of blood and murder and violence, because that is certainly still part of our world today. And we're going to look at just how much a part of our world it is. 